Hello, beautiful souls. You're listening to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host and angel medium, Julie Jancis. As this episode airs, we are in the midst of COVID-19. Friends, this is tough stuff. There is discomfort and frustration for some, loss and grief for others. And while we're not here to minimize anyone's pain, in the midst of all of it, there is also beauty, love, grace, and compassion in the coming together, kind actions, and rebuilding. We can all see so clearly now that what impacts just one person on one side of the world can impact everyone everywhere. We feel oneness and empathy for one another like never before. This is a massive shift, a global awakening. Allow it to shift and awaken you. Know that as you do, we're here for you, to pray with you, to share your stories, to shine some light, and to help in any way we can as you heal. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me, book a distance session, or take the Angel Reiki School online to develop your own unique spiritual gifts. If you want to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly, take my online angel communication e-course. Your angels want me to tell you that you're going to be okay. They want you to put together your own spirit team here on earth, a team of people and resources who can help you in every area where you need support. And we hope that you'll make us a part of your earthbound spirit team. Thank you for being here. Thank you for letting us be part of your healing journey. Now let's dive into the show. Hello, everyone. Today, we are here with a very special angel story for you. I'm here with Marie. Marie, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I know that you have your story. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, I wrote it down so that I wouldn't forget anything and that I would include all the details. So um, the other night I took my dog to our local doggy pool. It's a place specifically for dogs to swim. Um, I take him there about once a week so he could just burn off some energy during the winter when it's too cold to play outside. On the way home from our swimming lessons, I always, or sessions, not lessons, I always roll down my windows a little so that my car won't smell like wet dog and chlorine the next day. When we came home that night, I specifically remember rolling up all the windows in my car because it was going to be cold that night and I didn't want my car to get really cold. On the way out of the garage, I also remember locking the car doors because for some reason, it took me a couple of tries on the keypad before I finally heard that beep beep confirmation from the car that the doors were locked. It's something that I typically do all the time anyway when I leave my garage, but I specifically remember that night because it took me a few tries to get it to lock. So now fast forward to the following morning, I had just finished meditating And then proceeded to have a conversation with my angels and and my loved ones. One particular loved one whom I was so soulfully attached to prior to his tragic death. Um, He passed about a a year ago, leaving me with a lot of questions and totally heartbroken and confused. Um, I was getting to the point of frustration during this meditation slash conversation and starting to feel like overwhelmed with my own thoughts, my emptiness the lack of answers that I had to all of these questions that I was left with after his death. Uh, My mind was racing a million miles a minute with negative and angry thoughts about the whole situation, the purpose of everything, 
And I remember saying out loud to my angels, my heart just feels so broken. What do I do? I looked at the clock shortly after saying that and I realized, oh, geez, I got to get to work. Still, though, while I was putting on my jacket and my shoes, I remember feeling still frustrated with these negative thoughts that were relentless, tra- relentlessly traveling through my mind. And I could feel the heaviness and like a pain in my heart, which has been a familiar feeling this past year anyway. I was just mentally and emotionally exhausted, and the day didn't even start yet. So I got into my car, and I remember I leaned over to put my purse on the seat next to me, and I was still in like a fog of doubtful thoughts, but I remember I put my purse on the seat next to me. I Then I closed my driver's side door, and when I went to go glance at the side mirror, something caught my eye, and there on the inside of my driver's side window was a little red sparkly gel heart sticker. It's the kind that people use to decorate their windows and doors for the holidays. There's all different types, but I stopped frozen for a second. And I just stared at this little red sparkly gel heart in total shock. And I could feel at that moment, just this profound calm wash over my thoughts and my entire body. Everything just got so quiet and still for a moment. All those negative and debilitating thoughts that I was in the depths of just a minute before stopped and shifted immediately to that little heart on my window. And I started thinking, oh my God, what is that? How did it get on my the inside of my window in an exact spot where I couldn't miss it? Where would this even come from? I mean, is this a sign? All these questions racing through my mind. So then I sitting there in the car and I'm tracing back my steps, looking for like the logical reason and nothing seemed to add up. Maybe it fell inside my car after I got home. No, because I specifically remember rolling up my windows the night before after returning from the pool. Maybe it was my husband who put it there. Nope. He was out of town in California on a business trip. Maybe it was there the night before and I missed it. Nope, because I specifically remember rolling up my windows and folding in the side mirrors before getting out. I definitely would have seen it. Could a neighbor have left it in my car when I was in the house? No, the car doors were locked and the garage has an alarm, which was on during the night. Plus, why would a neighbor even do that? That's creepy. So where did this little red sparkly heart sticker come from? I remember what I learned in the Angel e-course with you, Julie, that when you see certain signs, maybe repeating numbers or any type of sign, try to remember what you were thinking or feeling prior to seeing that sign at that moment. Well, let's see. Prior to that, I was in a complete state of sadness, frustration, emptiness, and oh yeah, explaining to my angels that I felt completely heartbroken over the passing of the person I was closest to. So heartbroken that I was experiencing physical pain and aching in my heart. So was it my angels? Was it the person whom I recently lost telling me that he hears me? I was so spooked by this that I drove all the way to work with that little red sparkly heart sticker right where it was when I initially saw it. I couldn't stop glancing at it out of the corner of my eye while I was driving. So I'm driving on the expressway and I just kept looking at it out of the corner of my eye and I was thinking, what is this supposed to mean? Where did you come from? Why a heart of all things? And I also noticed that feeling of calm that had washed over me when I first saw the heart was still with me. I felt at peace and my mind was unusually calm, unlike it was earlier in the morning. So when I got to work, I was so paranoid that I would lose this precious yet 
mysterious little gift so that I gingerly took it off my window, took the little heart sticker off the window and carried it in the palm of my hands like a fragile piece of glass all the way through the parking lot, up the stairs and to my desk. I placed it in a little box thinking that it would be safe there until I figured this out or maybe I would never figure it out. I don't know. Within just a few minutes of placing that little heart sticker in its new location, my best friend knocked on my classroom door and said, I saw something I think you need, so I bought it for you. I forgot to bring it yesterday, but I have it today. I know how fragile your heart has been this past year, so I hope this helps. I opened this unexpected and thoughtful present from her to find the item that she thought my fragile heart needed. It was a stone pyramid made from healing crystals designed to emit energy to heal the broken heart of whoever is in its possession. I almost fell over. That's two clear references to hearts just this morning. So does this mean something? And I began to retrace the events of the morning, the meditation and the conversations with my angels and loved ones and one specific loved one saying, my heart just feels so broken. What do I do? The the exhaustion I felt this morning from allowing myself to work up all my anxieties, relentless negative thoughts, the grief, the anger about all the unanswered questions I'm living with, the literal pain and heaviness in my heart that I felt that morning, my frustration because I have no idea how to make the grief go away, the unexplained little sparkly heart sticker placed in the exact spot on my driver's side window where I couldn't miss seeing it this morning. And now my best friend brings me an unexpected gift today, the same day as the heart sticker because she forgot it at home the day before. And let's not forget the gift she felt I needed. It was a crystal pyramid designed to heal a broken heart. It has to be my angels, right? Was this all something sent from my angels? Maybe I caught myself thinking, maybe I'm just thinking this through too much. I tend to do that. (laughs) I sat at my desk and stared at that little sparkly heart and the healing crystal pyramid and just allowed myself to weep. I was finally able to admit that what I was trying to run from this past year, since I lost my best friend, I didn't want to allow myself to admit it, but my heart was and still is broken. And no matter how angry I get or try to ignore it, I have to face the grief. I have tried so hard to hide from it, but it's time to face it. I came to realize in that moment that I have to make an attempt to grow from this grief somehow so my heart can be whole again. Maybe it won't be perfectly whole and sparkly like that little sticker on my window, but whole. And maybe now it will be etched with a few scars to show what my soul grew from in this journey. What I think, and I'm still not 100% certain, but I think my angels or maybe my specific loved one who passed We're trying to redirect my thoughts that morning after I managed to put myself in a whirlwind of negativity, anxiety, and egoic thoughts. Maybe they were trying to get me to just stop thinking and just be. And that's why after seeing that unexplained little red heart on my window, I felt a sense of calm wash over me. Or maybe they were trying to show me that they are around me, that they could hear me, and they're providing me with the guidance, the people and experiences I need to heal just one piece at a time. That's a pretty big lesson that came from a little red sparkly heart that found its way to me when I absolutely needed it the most. That's my story. (laughs) Oh, Marie, I love that story. That is just incredible. 
Yeah, it was a little bit much that morning. I mean, I was exhausted by the time I had gotten to work. And then when my best friend came and gave me that pyramid, that healing pyramid for that specific reason, I was like, this is, you know, sometimes there are whispers that are signs and then sometimes they're really loud to kind of like catch your attention. And I'm, I'm hoping that's what that was because in that moment, it all kind of came together, I think. Yeah, 100%. Oh my goodness. No, I mean, everything tied together with getting those two different heart signs on the same day that you were just praying about your heart. That's incredible. Right. And and also just drawing back on what I had learned from the angel e-course too, I think that also kind of redirected my thoughts that, okay, what are you supposed to do when you're in this moment? And that that kind of helped as well. But it was you know, your mind creeps in and says, well, is this a sign? Isn't, maybe it's not. I mean, this is silly, but then how did that little heart get inside my car? I mean, there was no other explanation. And believe me, I thought of all of the possibilities. Well, and it's so interesting because you and I have worked together a lot over the last year. And I think that this is a topic that comes up over and over and over again for most people, which is how do you release completely that self-doubt? And I know there are some people, some spiritual teachers who will say, well, I don't like the term blockage. And I get that. But when we self-doubt enough, we're either coming from self-doubt or fear at 100% where we're totally allowing it to control us, or we do our work on it like you've done over the last year to lessen it more and more and more. And doesn't it feel so much lighter than it did before? because you've done that work? Oh my gosh. I think, I remember when I first met you, which this is how my mind works. I remember dates. The first time I saw you was March 29th of last year. And one of the first things that you told me was, you need to know that where you are now is not where you're going to be a year from now. And I remember thinking, listen, that's crazy. There's no way, (laughs) there's no way I'm going to be better in a year, but it took a lot of work and a lot of just not giving up and pushing through that and learning and taking on those chances like the Reiki courses and, and, and reading the books about stuff like this and, and continuing to learn that it's, it does lessen, but you don't realize it until you're in those moments like that, that it has lessened because you have done the work, but the work is tough, but I see the benefits for it because I could not live in that vibration that I was in a year ago that was not healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't sustainable. And so I, I'm just curious because you've got so much knowledge. I mean, what would you say to people who are right now just starting to walk that path, people who are really deep in grief? What would you tell them? Oh my gosh. First of all, my heart goes out to you because I know how difficult it is. I don't want to say I don't want people to, I don't want to minimize it and say, well, it gets better over time. It's always going to be there. That, that grief will always be there. It's, you have to grow through it. So I kind of look at it like there was a picture that I had seen online. Probably a lot of people have seen it, that there was this little flower that grew through the concrete. Mm. And I think of that all the time that that grief feels like concrete. You're never going to break through it. You're never going to be where you were before, but you somehow, if you put the work in, And even on those tough days where the grief overwhelms you, you have to know that it's one step in front of the other and you have to keep trying to find ways 
to learn about it and be okay with learning about it. It was hard to, to dig deep and to really realize what grief feels like and allow yourself to feel those emotions because it's a lot easier to run from them, right? It's a lot easier not to feel those emotions, not to cry, to hide it away, but it's going to find you because I think from that grief, there's growth. Like that little flower that pushes through that concrete. That's what grief is, is finding a new way through it. You have to go through it because I believe me, I tried every which way not to go through it. And it only set me back. And it wasn't until I realized you have to deal with it. That was the hand you were dealt. You have to deal with it. It does feel a little bit lighter as you go through it, but then there are still days that are still heavy and they're tough. But to me, that's just a sign that you really cared or loved for somebody who's no longer here physically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just am so proud of you, Marie, because you really have done that work. And there are so many people who don't want to or aren't ready to, or there are even some people who fear that if I do this work, if I move through the grief, then I am not going to feel my loved one on the other side anymore. And their presence is going to disappear from my life. But that is not the case. I tell people that all the time, but can you just tell us for yourself that that Yeah. Talk to us about that. I I still feel that way. I still, there's a guilt that comes through on days when I'm feeling better and stronger. There's a guilt that comes through like, and I think to myself, no, 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 you have to stay in that grief because if you don't stay in that grief, then that person or your loved one, they're gone. And, And that's it. That the, that I had convinced myself that as long as I'm still suffering, I can keep the, these loved ones near me especially my loved one who passed away just a year ago. I, I feel like if I let go of that grief, then they're gone. And I still kind of struggle with that sometimes. It's very difficult because somehow we find comfort in the grief. I know that sounds so strange, but sometimes there's comfort in the grief because if I'm sad and if I'm and, and if I'm crying or missing somebody, then they're still near me, right? Like that that's, was my mind frame. If I'm still crying and I'm still upset – that I'm, and I'm still missing them, then they're still with me. I didn't know how to continue to move through life because I felt like I was leaving my loved ones behind. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. I learned through going through therapy and everything else that you grow with them. You take them with you. You know, it's like you go through life. If I moved, I wouldn't leave my pets behind. I'd bring them with me. So it's it's kind of the same concept. And I had to like really sit with that idea for a while that, and pray and meditate with that, that I'm not leaving you behind. I'm taking you with me. And hopefully I'll see you when I cross over. And by that time, I will have done my work here so I can enjoy that time with my loved ones on the other side. But it's, it's hard. It's hard because I understand that grief and that struggle that people feel that if I'm not grieving, then, then I've forgotten them. I don't think that's true. I think you can still, but it, it's, it, you have to work through it and it's difficult. Yeah. So Marie, since I know your loved ones from the other side, what they're showing me is that you feel their presence though, too, during the happy times. Can you speak to that? Yeah. I mean, there are, I, I feel them probably not, not in all modes of life, even Yes. And happy times, especially too. I mean, there are times that I'm when, when I'm with my family 
And I just kind of take it all in and I can just feel their presence within our family unit. And I'm not quite sure how to explain it. It's just like my heart feels so content and so happy and thankful and grateful that I'm, I'm where I'm at right now. And I can spend this time with my family and my friends and, and being in their presence and, and feeling that love and that joy. And my mind goes right to my loved ones, the people who have passed over. And I, and I find myself sometimes even thanking them. Thank you for protecting me enough and guiding me enough to allow me to spend this time with my family. So I, I do feel them in those happy moments and not just with my family, but with my friends and at work, there are times where something really great or interesting will happen at work. And I can feel them or almost hear them saying, see, see, I hear that in my mind. Sometimes in the back of my mind, I'll hear them saying, see, yeah. we're here. Even when I go for those, when I went for the Reiki to be a Reiki volunteer at your last angel Reiki school, they came in through all of the volunteers and that wasn't just a coincidence. So that was confirmation for me that they're around a lot more than I'm even giving them credit for. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting is as you were talking, spirit was showing me this beautiful imagery And a lot of times, you know, when you do this work as a healer, if spirit is showing you an experience that you've had in your life, they're not talking to you about you. They're trying to communicate a message to the people you're trying to reach or that spirit's trying to reach. And as we've been kind of going through this conversation today, what they've been showing me is when Al was a little baby, my daughter, and she was very sick. We probably had 14 doctors and therapists. Um, We took her to every different specialty hospital to try and figure out what was going on because we almost lost her a couple of times. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll do anything for your kids to make it work. So we did. I mean, we just had so many different people that we went to for help. And when I heard you talk, Spirit was showing me that same image and tying it with light energy to what you were saying about this last year of we've worked together, you've worked with therapists, you've done different classes, you've taken the Angel Reiki School, you've done a lot of different things, you've read a lot of different books, and it's the same premise that we need to get the information and maybe that information comes from all these different sectors and that's okay and that's beautiful because it helps us piece together everything that we need. And uh, I don't know why, but Spirit was just making me feel like that's a message that everybody listening here today needs is that it's okay to love yourself so much that you're going to go find all of those different experts that you need. And Spirit saying, call it building your own angel team here on earth, your earth angels, and put that together for yourself in order to help support yourself through whatever it is that you're going through. I I absolutely love that comparison because you're right. It is the same premise. When you're in need and you're scared and, and you're vulnerable and you're not sure where to go, whether it's you know connecting with doctors to help you through that or connecting with other healers or therapists or books, I feel like your soul just knows, hey, you really need to learn this. You really, you, you need this. And sometimes, you know, I feel like even spirit or the universe or our guides will put people in our lives in a, in a chain reaction to get us the help that we need 
to uncover our purpose and to find and to grow. You know, I, I found you through a friend and that just happened to be at that specific time when I needed it most. If it was a year before or a year later, it was, I don't know that it would have been the same outcome. It was so perfectly timed. And so many of those things have happened through this journey of grief where certain people have come into my life at, at the most perfect time and have helped in this growth process. And so it's kind of like you mentioned with, with the doctors, like you find people through other people and it helps you get through that very trying time. But at the end of it, you have grown. I mean, I'm sure even in your situation too, do you look back now and think, oh my goodness, oh. That, that was a ride. Oh my goodness. Was it a ride ever? And what I didn't know at the beginning was that I had to be my own advocate for Mm -hmm. Al. Uh, I went to different people and you know, you have five minutes when you're inside the hospital and doctors are doing rounds. You have five minutes sometimes with doctors who come in and a big team with other, because it's a teaching hospital with other doctors that are learning. And it's very intimidating to look at these doctors who are so knowledgeable and to say, but no, like there's something else going on here, or I'm so sorry, but my intuition is saying this. And how do you say that? And so I had to learn very early on that I had to advocate for her because she was just an infant and she couldn't do that for herself and stick up for her and fight for her. And that's what Spirit's showing me too. Oh, it's 9-11 right now. Is that you have to learn how to advocate for yourself and learning how to do that through the grief process is a similar experience. Oh, I mean, for sure. And you have to know also, I think you, because I was so, I was in that depth of grief, I also knew who to kind of eliminate out of my life because it was just too toxic or it was too much. And, and at that point, you're just trying to trying to do what's most important on, on a daily basis and take care of yourself. And it gives you the strength to say, you know what, this isn't working for me. This isn't, this isn't going to work for me. So I have to cut this out of my life or I need more time for myself. So I can't do that activity after yep. work anymore, or yep. I need more time to go to the gym or to meditate. So I can't, I can't attend that party and that's okay. And mm-hmm. I think that this process has taught me that because before it was, I wanted to be involved in everything with everybody. It didn't matter. And I really had to learn and say, no, actually I, I need this time to just be alone. But when I was alone, I didn't want to be just completely alone yeah. um, because then your mind goes in different ways. So during that alone time, I would try to, to be involved in a book and, and, grab, and, and read about grief and, and learning through that process or take a course with you, um, listen to a podcast so that in those moments of alone time, you're doing what you need for your own soul growth. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Marie, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much for letting me share that story. Oh, of course. Thank you. Friends, if you'd like to hear from your angels and loved ones on the other side, book a one-on-one session via phone, FaceTime, or Zoom. You can also work with me one-on-one when you register to take the Angel Reiki School online to develop and use your own unique spiritual gifts. If you're just looking to be able to connect with your own personal angels, the Angel Communication online course will teach you how to hear, feel, and connect with your personal angels more clearly. Friends, if you get benefit from this podcast, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and ask a friend to listen. 
Don't forget to look in the show notes to see the winner of this month's free drawing. You're entered into the drawing when you write a five-star positive review and email it over to us so that we know how to contact you when you win. Now, if you have time, I want you to pause and do some energy work with me for a moment to lighten, clear, and reset your own energy. To start, I want you to take two deep breaths. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Deep breath in. Deep breath out. Friends, as I walk you through this, I want you to use your imagination as an energy tool. Friends, your imagination isn't something that's not real. Your imagination is what every human being uses to create physical reality. How does a painter know what to paint? How does a sculptor know what to sculpt? How does a writer know what to write? They see it all within their mind, within the imagination, before it flows through them and is created within physical reality. Friends, I want you to start by seeing yourself surrounded by thousands of angels. These are all angels that work directly for God and they circle around you. They have this light, airy, warm, yummy presence to them. And my friends, they are simply pure love and they radiate their love from their being to yours. I want you to take a moment to just breathe deeply in and out as you see and feel the presence of all of these angels surrounding you, sending their love and light energy to you. Friends, next, I want you to see yourself surrounded by your loved ones on the other side. Your angels haven't gone anywhere. They're still right there, but now steps in your loved ones on the other side. Greet them. Welcome them. Take a moment within your imagination to give them the biggest hug and kiss. Friends, as we do this healing work together, I want you to see that every single being that is surrounding you is just surrounding you because they are connected to God and they want to help you as a soul here on earth to lift your energy, to make it lighter, to take any heaviness out of your aura, chakras, and body. In order for them to help you with this, what I want you to do is voice to them. See yourself in your imagination 
telling your angels, your loved ones on the other side, God energy of course is there too. Tell them what you are afraid of. I want you to be specific and explain your fears to them now. Now friends, I want you to see your loved ones and angels on the other side comforting you, holding you, wiping away your tears. I want you to see them telling you that you're going to be okay. Your family is going to be okay. I want you to see them showing you in their way from the other side that they are there helping you every step of the way and that they will never, ever leave your side. Friends, I want you to see or feel God energy, this pure white radiant light pouring down from above over you. And as you feel this pure love and light, this gentle waterfall just pouring over your head, filling your body, filling your auric field to the outside of you, filling every inch of your being around you. I want you to feel that as this light energy comes in, the highest vibration that is as it gently pours into your being, I want you to feel how all the heaviness within you just releases. With the snap of your finger, God takes every ounce of heavy, low vibrational energy within you. And with that snap of the finger, God turns all of it into the highest vibration, love, light energy. Friends, I want you to imagine within your imagination, your DNA strand. Now, the way that spirit shows me the DNA and what it looks like is if you could imagine that double helix and that within that double helix are millions or billions of doors and windows. And those doors and windows open and close. And as they do, some serve your highest health and good some do not. What I want you to do is say this prayer with me. My friends, this energy work does not have to take a lot of time. You're going to hear me say, use the snap of your fingers because within that snap of the fingers, your intention shifts the energy within your body. So you can say it, but please believe it. Know like you know like you know within your heart that you are changing the energy, the frequency within you to be pure, complete health. So say this little prayer with me now. God, 
Please close all the doors and windows to my DNA that don't serve my highest health. With a snap of your fingers, see those doors and windows close. And God, please open all the doors and windows to my DNA that do serve my highest health. See those doors and windows open with a snap of your fingers. What I want you to do now is see yourself healthier than ever come September of this year. Daydream, visualize about what that health looks like and feels like to you within your body come September of this year. Take a moment to do this work right now and I'll come back to you with my voice in one minute. Friends, I want you to believe like you believe like you believe that you, your family, your friends, you are protected. You are safe. You are secure. Your angels are looking out for you. God is looking out for you. Your loved ones are looking out for you. See yourself as healthier than ever come September of this year. Now I want you to pray with me for a moment for everyone else. God Please protect our nurses, doctors, and all healthcare professionals around the world. God, may you give each of them strength and protect them. God, please also protect all people who work in grocery stores, food service, or delivery. God, may you give each of them the strength and protection that they need. For all people who are suffering from COVID-19 themselves, God, may you take care of them and heal all who are able to be healed. Surround them with your divine protection. Surround them with angels and help every cell within their body to become completely 100% healthy again. God, for every person who has lost a job or had their income reduced, please clearly show them the path to healing, safety, security, Whisper to them in their hearts the direction that you would have them go. God, for every child on this planet, please help them to receive the attention, love, nurturing, and care that they so desperately need. God, please surround them with angels and allow them to feel the divine presence of your love and warmth. For those filled with hatred, God, We ask you to transmute that hate within their hearts into love energy, and we ask you to open up their hearts to make shifts and positive changes to help them raise their vibration. And everyone who is helping with the COVID-19 effort or response in some way, 
God, please be with each person who needs your strength. Clearly guide them and protect them with whatever they need at this time. Friends, finally, I want you to visualize Thanksgiving of this year. I want you to take a moment of silence to experience this daydream within your mind. See every single family member and friend and loved one there at the dinner table. See them happy, healthy. Feel the gratitude of this Thanksgiving beyond any other Thanksgiving in the past. Gratitude for being all together. Gratitude for all being healthy. Gratitude for the lessons learned. Gratitude for the relationships that grew deeper and the love that is between you all. Again, my friends, see your spirit team on the other side telling you that you are going to be okay. See them helping you. My friends, God loves you. Your spirit team loves you. I love you. Open up your heart like French doors to all of the unexpected blessings that they're trying to bring into your life right now. May you go forth with your day feeling lighter and living in the high vibration that is God. Go forth in your day surrounded by angels and your spirit team on the other side protecting you. Allow yourself to just be. Allow yourself to live in the high vibrational frequency that is God and carry it with you throughout your day. Friends, I have to have a disclaimer at the end. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and entertain you on your personal journey towards health and happiness. It is not intended to replace care best provided by qualified professionals, and it is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.